Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it is Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you? I'm doing good, how are you doing today? Not bad, yeah, not bad. Uh, what have you been playing this week? Well, I'm on the road this week, so I haven't been able to play a whole lot. Uh-huh. Uh, for those people that don't know that I uh, travel sometimes to work uh, for my job. Uh, so this week I've been out out of state since Monday, and I don't get back in till Friday. Uh, the upside is is that I'm not in town when there's a blizzard going on. Uh, the downside is is that I don't get to play any video games. Hmm. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I got a little bit more of uh, Fallout seventy six in uh, before I was able to leave. It's still kind of an iffy one for me. Uh, I mean, I can definitely see that they're trying with it, but you know, unfortunately. These day and age, uh, trying really doesn't mean anything a whole lot. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I know, uh, but I know what you mean. yeah, yeah. I think I think Fallout seventy six is gonna fall into the category of the division. It wasn't a great launch, but eventually became a good game, which is why for several times I've said you can uh, you know a bad game could be made into a good game, but a bad launch will always be a bad launch. Right. Uh, I, I've heard some really, really bad things about Fallout 76. Um, just, just, like, just in general for the game. Nothing, like, too specific. Uh, I've just heard that in general the game's a bit of a big sort of mess. It definitely needed to be delayed until after the new year. I'm not quite sure why they didn't delay it. I mean, if it had just come out, like, after the beta had finished and they just said, well, we've got our data back. We have a lot of things that we need to fix and need to have a better game experience, and so we're delaying it. Yeah, they were people wouldn't have been thrilled, but they wouldn't have been as pissed off as some of the things they've been doing uh, recently. And it's definitely becoming harder and harder to become a uh, to be a Bethesda fanboy, mm. as much as they've been getting wrong the last few weeks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was some sort of like financial thing. They maybe had to have a game out by the, the you know, in the holiday season or or something like that. Uh, it's, it's it's possible. Uh, but yeah, hopefully they can fix some of the stuff in the game. I think IGN gave it like a five out of ten or something. So they said it wasn't great. Uh, I think it was a five. They gave it. Um, yeah, I mean, there's been some review bombs. There's been people giving it zeros. Which anytime somebody gives it a zero, unless the game mechanically would not work on any machine tested on. There's no reason for a game to have a zero. Mm. I think a six, six, five is a fair estimation. I mean, it's playable. It's functionable. There's a lot that needs to be done uh, better. I mean, unfortunately, it being designed around the multiplayer online only, you don't get a lot of the story that you'd love to get out of, you know, Bethesda games and specifically Fallout games. So that's definitely lacking. Right. But you know, it's a six six five. It could easily be made into a seven five, which is more content. Okay, I I, I myself had not much interest to begin with, and uh, the, the kind of my interest is, has dipped. And like with the reception the game's received, it's just kind of pushed me away even further. But that's okay. I I don't you know have to play every game. But uh, um, you know, if if the game's not for me, but other people do enjoy it, then. Uh, like we always say, it's a, it's a kind of thing that we've always stuck by, which is if someone enjoys something, let just let them enjoy it. Unless it's mm-hmm. like you know deliberately bad, uh, then uh, may, maybe give them a bit of advice. But hey, you know, like I said, I can <clears throat> I can step away from the game and enjoy some other stuff, which I will talk about in a minute. And uh, the other people can just play it and uh, do what they want with it. So 
that's uh i think that's a good way to look at things do you agree yeah absolutely sure, sure. um yeah instead of you know hating on people and putting further hate into the world which is what we don't need so uh be be positive just let people enjoy things and uh just enjoy what you enjoy for yourself so um there you go that's that's a sort of positive i guess message for the day just uh just just don't get angry about stuff you know um which isn't always easy to say, but uh, it's cool. Is there anything else you've been playing? Uh, no, not really. Um, that was really all I had time to play uh, over the weekend since our last podcast before I went out and about. Right. Uh, when I travel, obviously, I'm flying 1,800 miles away, so bringing my Xbox isn't exactly, <laughs> you know, I'd love if I could do it, but it's not exactly something I'm going to be able to do. Right, right. Uh, so I'm going to do two things. I'm going to tell you what I've been playing, and I'm going to tell you also um, the games on my rental list. So that means the games that I will be sent at some point when they're available. Uh, you know, two two games at a time. That's how it usually works. Uh, so I've still got the Sly Cooper collection. Um, yeah, the Sly Cooper collection, which is the uh, yeah. Oh, by the way. You know, I said I got the whole uh, the confusion thing about the cartoon for Sly Cooper. It's not October 2018; it's October 2019. So when October ah. so, when October sort of got to 28 and 29, I was like, "Where is this cartoon? Like, I haven't seen anything for it." It's actually next year. So uh, I think the initial date I did see was October 2018, but I looked it up last month, and uh, it was 2019. So uh, hey, I'll see it next year. But that kind of clears that up. Um, yeah, Ratchet and Clank Trilogy, so Sly Cooper Trilogy has the first three games, I think there is only three games in that series. Uh, the Ratchet and Clank Trilogy, I've obviously played the first one, I did one of the uh, classic review episodes on that, so I'll be playing the second and third one. And then there's about six other games in that series, so I'll see what they're like. Hitman 2, which I've heard is clunky, but still fun, still kind of cool, so I'll I'll check that out. Uh, Lego DC Super, Super Villains, which I heard has a... Uh, um, unusually good plot for a, a Lego game, so I'm interested to see what that's about. And you're 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 doing more the villain stuff, uh, as opposed to like you know saving the day as the heroes. There's some other sort of different plot in there, so I'll see what that's like. Uh, the Metal Gear Solid HD collection. This is one of the PS3 uh, HD things that that I'm uh, that yeah that's the reason one of the reasons I got the PS3 for the, for those games. Uh, so the HD collection I think is for the first three games. Because uh, there's the there's the fourth and the um, obviously the fifth game which was uh, Phantom Pain was it yeah Phantom Pain w- was on the Xbox anyway so I, I already played that uh, the fourth one is on PS3 so what I'll do is play the trilogy and then play the fourth one after that so see how that goes uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 game of the year sorry Red Dead Redemption game of the year edition not Red Dead Redemption 2 game of the year that's not that's not uh, even been announced yet. Uh, the, the first Red Dead Redemption, the Game of the Year edition, which has got the Undead Nightmare in. I want to I want to jump in and give that uh, story specifically another try. I didn't play it properly the first time, um, but I want to see what that's like. Uh, Bioshock, the collection, didn't really... It, it was one of my overrated choices of games when, when, we, when we were doing that. And um, I just want to sort of jump in and, and give it a sort of fresh look. I did play... I can't remember which versions I played, but I don't I don't remember playing the uh collection versions for, for PS4 and stuff, so I'm gonna try those out and see if that's you know, see if I get any sort of fresh pers- perspective from those. Uh it's been at, le- at least at least a year, if not two years, since I even tried the series. Um Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, that's just to try it out and see if I like it kind of thing. I've heard it's good, so that's a I guess that's a good start. Uh and then um 
yeah, some reason I wanted to play try some some Harry Potter games. I guess with the sort of recent-ish news of the uh, potential game coming out, I sort of wanted to step into that world a little bit. Uh, so I've added the Half Blood Prince uh, to my uh, list, which I've heard is one one of the better ones. Because um, obviously the the like first sort of tie-in movies were on like the PS1 and the PS2, so I won't really be playing those. Um, but I, I've seen some gameplay for six, uh, seven, and seven part two, and it, look, it looks pretty good. It looks all right, so I just uh, want want to try that out again. I can always just send these back and get something else, so um, uh, no harm done either way. What do you think of of the list? Yeah, I mean, it, that's kind of the perk of having the rental system is that yeah. you try it and if you don't like it then it, all it took was a little bit of time uh so i mean i was never a big fan of movie tying games just because i've seen so many of them done so badly but uh, you know if the report's out that it's a decent enough try you know let me know how it goes yeah i will um again i have no idea when i'll be sent that and and the the, the uh the, the weird thing was like i was looking up um like metal gear solid and ratchet and clank and some of these older games you know like harry potter and that and uh when you add a game to your list, it gives you like a, an in stock, which is like very likely to be sent the next day or the, or the same day, depending on what time of the day it is. Uh, short wait, which is pretty much the same, but you might have to wait like one or two days to be sent it. Uh, medium and then long wait. All of the old games in this list, are, in fact, the only game, the only game in this whole list that I've read out on short wait is Hitman 2. All of the rest of the games that I read out are all on long wait. So. Uh, who's renting uh, Harry Potter in 2018? Uh, that's an interesting little question. So, because uh, because somebody certainly is. Because if they had all their copies in, it would say in stock instead of long wait. So uh, at, le- at least a few people are renting those. So, um, although it actually yeah. does kind of weirdly make sense because we're into the holiday season, which means families visiting. Yeah. Which means their kids are coming over. So hey, let's put something on the the game station for the kids. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, still kind of interesting to think about, like who's playing playing these old games and stuff. Uh, but speaking of games and stuff that I've actually been playing, um, I did try out Lego Harry Potter the Collection, which is which was recently re re released on a PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. I've got the Switch versions, um, and I just got a bit bored by the mechanics. It's a lot of you going around with your wand and you like just interact with stuff. Whether you're holding the A button to like lift something up and then make it you know assemble into something that you need to maybe like a door handle you need to like lift it in the air and put it on the door or like just the stack of lego bricks you like lift them up into the air and they assemble into a a chair or something or or whatever the situation it was a good enough game um but i just found the mechanics itself to be boring and like um you know there's a certain level with a video game where like sure if if the presentation was good the graphics looked looked good enough for a lego game um everything was good around it but the gameplay and being a video game is important as well and i just don't feel like that end of things really held up uh or was kind of like interesting enough because when you start doing it and you start lifting things around and that sort of thing you're like oh this could be an interesting mechanic but then once you do it for an hour um, it starts to feel a little repetitive, so I stopped playing those, and that that's sort of why I went to the other Harry Potter games because, like, I wanted you know the live action stuff with the voice acting and some different controls, perhaps. So that's that's also why I'm trying these uh, these these movie tie-in games and stuff, uh, which should be uh, kind of cool. Um, I've also gone back to uh, Oddworld New and Tasty, which is the remaster of the uh, first Abe game, and uh, yeah, it's it's kind of remarkable how different they do look. 
um, <coughs> or, or how different that one looks compared to the old games. Because the old games are like you know very sort of flat 2D, and the 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 thing with the old versions of the of those games, the two Ape games, is like you had to be very specific with where you press certain buttons for certain things. Like if he wasn't directly in front of a door, Abe wouldn't walk through the door he'd sort of jump next to it because that's what else, that's the other thing that happens if you press up or like if you're running from something and you have to pull a lever and you run slightly past it you like can't pull it and then you go to move forward and you, you get killed so it was a bit more difficult in the old games with this it's much more sort of fluid with its controls and stuff plus you know the presentation looks much much better and uh it's a bit it's a little bit more 3d as opposed to to the other ones uh, it's all everything sort of pops out a bit more as opposed to the sort of flat look of the old games. Not to take anything away from those, but you know, this is obviously supposed to be an improvement, uh, and it is. Um, I have already played this first version, but I got the bad ending, and I want to try and get the good ending this time. So, uh, I seem to be doing well, and um, yeah, I'll see, I'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, the other game that I added, uh, which I actually added as a bonus game, uh, which what that what that means is I can have a third game on my rental thing and I have to send it back in 14 days But if I only have if I have a, a, a free slot I can and, and if I still want to keep playing that game I can um, Just leave it in the other slot and the, the bonus game sort of moves into the second slot and uh, I you know get to keep it for longer Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah uh, So um, yeah, I, I added dead cells so that should be getting sent uh, tomorrow and uh, yeah, that's, that's sort of what I've been playing and what I've been sort of planning. Um, I know that people might be wondering why I haven't talked about the Spider-Man DLC. What I'm going to be actually doing is waiting for the third one to come out. Because it's only next month that it comes out. It's not like, you know, the Telltale stuff where it might be two months or three or four in some cases. Uh, it has a release date for December. So I'm just going to wait till the second, the third one sorry, comes out. And then I'm going to play the uh, second and third one in, in the same go. Which usually for me is an episodic thing i don't tend to do that but because i know that this one's coming out next month i'm just gonna wait that bit longer and then play them both at the same time and have that as sort of like a you know holiday uh season type game uh, i'm gonna be doing the same thing with tomb raider and a couple of other games as well so um yeah that's what i've been up to let's move on to some housekeeping we'll see you in a minute Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. If you would like to get help with trying to lose weight, this might just be the solution that you're looking for. With a range of products that include shakes, boosters, capsules and more, get started today. All you need to do is click on the Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus link in your show notes or description on iTunes or on the website. Go over to her Facebook profile, send her a Facebook message and get started with the program today. Today's second sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. 
and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Okay, so this week on Entertainment Talk, uh, speaking of video games, I did my big review for Red Dead Redemption 2. It does, uh, it's got spoiler-free bits at the start, and then I do spoil both Red Dead Redemption 1 and 2, because, you know, they connect together as a story, and, uh, yeah, so it, it was important for me to talk about both of them, and the implications of what one game does to the other, vice versa, and that sort of thing, in terms of the, the timeline stuff. Uh, with uh, the fates of different characters and that sort of thing. Uh, but I do give you a very, very clear warning of when I'm going into spoilers. Uh, so you can still listen to that review. Um, and uh, yeah, just exit if you get to the spoiler bits. Uh, and of course you can play the game and then uh, or play both of the games. Uh, and then come back as well. So that uh, was quite cool. Uh, the Walking Dead today wrapped up for its mid-season finale for season 9 for episode 8. And uh, yeah, we had, we had some feelings on it, and that was quite interesting as well. Uh, what else was there? Uh, so yeah, that, that, that's that for this half season. It will be back on uh, February 11th for the UK. So February 13th will be our 909 podcast, which will be the mid-season premiere for the second half. But we'll be back uh, the week before that to do the preview podcast for that uh, upcoming half season. Uh, so that's just a month after um, The Good Place comes back. Uh, for the second half of season 3 which is January 11th and 10th uh, so that should be quite a cool sort of start to the year to get those two going of course we'll come back with gaming talk early next year as well and um, what was the other thing we have for early January uh, probably the DC shows they haven't set any dates yet for their returns but they're usually in sort of mid-ish January so those will be coming back as well uh, what else is there this week uh, gaming talk obviously last week we talked about um what did we talk about last week? We had, uh, yeah, some more like E3 talk with uh, PlayStation and Xbox because uh, PlayStation is going to be skipping next year, of course. And we talked about like the disc, the discless Xbox One S uh, and some other stuff as well. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll be back soon for the yeah the mid-season finales for those DC shows. Um, and uh, yeah, the crossover, which will be the week after for um, yeah the, the, their sort of annual crossover that, that they have, which is called Elseworlds. There's all sorts of trailers and cool stuff out there for those at the moment. Uh, so that's going to be the next couple of weeks on entertainmenttalk.org. Um, oh yes, yeah, so this Monday I'm going to be seeing um, Ralph Breaks the Internet, which is uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2. And uh, that looks like it should be some fun. So uh, yeah, I'll go see that on Monday and uh, have a podcast either... Monday or Tuesday, depending on the time I see it and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, so we got that stuff going on at the moment on entertainmenttalk.org or the podcast platform of your choice through iTunes and stuff and uh, Spotify as well. Uh, let's move on to the news that we have to talk about. Okay, so if you like free games that require a subscription, which is sort of free but sort of not free, uh, we've got our Games with Gold, if this page wants to load, for um, December 2018. It's just loaded in time, so that's good. Let's scroll down here and see what we've got. Um, I've just seen a little notification on um, the Major Nelson blog. There's the Lego Movie 2. Speaking of tie-in video games like we did earlier, 
Uh, they've got that ready to pre-download it says here. Uh, it says the Lego Movie 2 video game is now available for pre-order and pre-download on Xbox One. So if you're interested in that you can do that as well. But uh, let's scroll here. Um, on Xbox One, Xbox Live Gold members can download uh, Cube 2 uh, for free during the month of December. Never Alone um, will be, be available from December 16th to January 15th. So that will cut into next year. On the Xbox 360 side of things, um, de on December 1st, Dragon Age 2 will be free uh, from December 15th. Uh, sorry, yeah, through till... Um, why does it say that? It says will be free for Xbox Live Gold members through December 15th. Oh, that's for Dragon Age. Then on December 16th, Xbox Live Gold members can download... Uh, so yeah, Dragon Age is 1st to 15th, and then on the 16th, it's uh, Mercenaries Playground of destruction which is a, actually an xbox game uh instead of a 360 so i guess they're kind of uh putting those in as well they, they have done a few times before haven't they in the past put um the original xbox games in um but i don't have much interest in mercenaries or dragon age 2 uh i might check out cube or qbe q u b e it's got like dots in there so i imagine that's like a a, a meaning for for something uh, that's what's yeah, it's an acronym, but I forget exactly for what. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it. You, you know, like how Shield is spelt for Marvel Agents of Shield, it's a bit like that. Uh, that's yeah. the, that's the sec <coughs> the sequel. To se <coughs> Excuse me. That's the second one for um, that series, and then yeah, Never Alone, which I have actually played and thought it was pretty good. It's very very short actually. It's almost shorter than like Limbo, uh, which is like you know the the three hour game and stuff. Uh, what do you think of these choices? Uh, it's an interesting choice. I do like that they're starting to throw in some original Xbox games in there. Yeah. Now, granted, Mercenaries is not one that I'm going to play, but it's always a uh, always a plus because that means they're still thinking about it. Yeah. And hopefully, that we'll get a couple backwards compatible games that I put on that list that I did a while back for yeah. the site. Um, you can still you know, can find that. You can search for it if you probably type in uh, type in something like Robert. Um, Xbox One, sorry, Xbox Original Backwards Compatible Games, it'll probably come up in some sort of search like that, so. Uh, yeah, I remember you did that a, a little while ago, so. Um, so yeah, you, you said about your list and them adding things from that? Yeah, if they ever get to a point to where one of those games that you know, from that list gets added to it, then I'll do a retro review for it. Cool, nice, nice. Um, but yeah, have, have you played Never Alone? I vaguely-ish remember it, but it's been so long that uh, I couldn't tell you anything about it. Okay. I know it had a DLC. I don't think it was a sequel. I think it was a DLC. Uh, I don't remember playing the DLC, but I definitely played the uh, the the main game. So that was pretty good. Um, do you know anything about this Cube game? I kind of remember the original one coming right. out, but I've never played any of them. So. Okay. Um, but yeah, that might be sort of that's sort of the mystery game in this list where I don't really know much about that one. Uh, so that's pretty good for for the month of December. Um, I thought it might be something a little bit more sort of Christmas themed, but uh, it isn't. So that's interesting. Uh, PlayStation Plus for uh, December includes Soma. Um, it's got a little description for what it is. First up, we have Soma dive into this sci-fi horror title from fictional games. I've heard of them before. Not sure what they've made, but I def I've definitely heard of that developer before. 
the creators of, of Amnesia, Dark, The Dark Descent, that's probably one one that I, I, yeah, I remember that game, um, well, I haven't played it, but I recognise the name. It is an unsettling story about identity, consciousness, and what it means to be human, delve uh, through the locked terminals, and secret documents to uncover the truth behind uh, the ocean waves. Um, so that sounds kind of interesting. I'm, I'm trying to get more into horror at the age of 24. Which is a yeah, they kind of describe it on the article that I'm looking at as an exploration-based horror great game. It combines monsters and machines to create a departure from uh, the developer's previous work. So, okay. you know, inspired by you know some of the stuff they've probably done, but on a completely different platform. Yeah. Uh, so I might have a look at that. Um, next, we have Onrush and uh, the all-action gravity-defying racing game. It looks pretty crazy from the picture. There's a guy like flying off of his motorbike through the air, so that kind of tells you a little something about that. Um, the all-action gravity-defying racing game drive on the very limits of control in an effort to win uh, for you, yeah, win, win for your team. This game is action-packed and full of unlockable, customizable options. So if you're into racing games, may- maybe you left Xbox to join playstation or maybe you just have a playstation and you're looking for a racing game um because obviously you know xbox forza and that franchise that's obviously what you think of when you think of xbox racing games um because gran turismo hasn't been really in the spotlight last couple of years i know they had one that came out like last year or the year before but they've really not had you know they're, they're more known for their like you know last of us uncharted and god of war and those sort of uh big titles uh, never really been known for their racing games as such uh, well, they might have been in the past. They had like Twisted Metal and stuff like that, but uh, not in 2018. Um, does, it, does that sound interesting to you, Onrush? Onrush, I might t- check out because as people oh, yeah, know, I am a big yeah. One. I forgot you had play. Yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah, I have a PlayStation right. now, a PS4 now, and uh, um, on the PlayStation Store they did a PS Plus sale. It was uh, forty dollars, so I went ahead and grabbed that because I figured, why not? Might as well. Cool. So I do have PS Plus, so I will be able to try Onrush now, and uh, I'll let you know what I think. Nice, cool. Uh, and then I've li- I've literally never heard of these PS3 games. Uh, and then there's a game on the Vita called Papers Please. So uh, yeah, ov- obviously when March comes around and they stop doing the PS3 and the PS Vita games, I'm assuming they'll at least put in the uh, PS uh, VR games. And then I don't know what they'll do from there some people were suggesting that they would be putting ps5 games in when those come out the first thing is the ps5 is probably at least a year away if not two uh and second the ps5 would need to have more than like you know four games or more than like eight games to have um some plus games because obviously you know the xbox one ps4 been out five years now so they have a big library to to give away in the subscription i mean i get it <coughs> they could like you know if the if the ps5 is likely and hopefully backwards compatible with ps4 they would do psvr ps4 and ps5 that would make sense so um what, what do you think they might do when they get to march honestly i think they'll just limit it to ps4 games because mm-hmm. unless they come up with some magical out of thin air third base my ass solution to make ps3 games backwards compatible on the ps4 and their their vita support is going away unless the only thing that i could see happening is that they either add a third game because the ps4 has enough of a library to where you could add a third game and not really hurt it yeah or they just like well we're just doing ps4 games now you don't like it well tough Mm. 
I'm hoping for the former, but the cynic in me kind of sees the latter. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we yeah we yeah they offer six games at the moment, don't they? Because they have two PS3 games, two PS4 games, and uh, two Vita games. That's at least what I'm seeing in front of me. Xbox has two Xbox One games and two 360 games, and like you said, they could add original Xbox or Xbox uh, to mm-hmm. that list, which they have kind of halved with uh, December. Well, the only other thing I could see is if maybe they started working in some backwards compatibility for PS1 and PS2 and started doing those games. That's a, that's a slimmer possibility, and yeah. I'd like to see that just because I think that would be at least a nod to the fans to the to where they say, you know, we're working on backwards compatibility. Here's our first effort. you got to remember, this is the same company that has to do a beta for changing your damn username. Yeah. Yeah, um, but we'll, we'll see what happens with all that. So, um, yeah, the next thing we're going to kind of do here for a little bit is... Uh, so, we talked about the Game of the Year nominations. Uh, but in case you guys may may like, forget or, don't, or didn't remember or whatever, uh, the Game Awards is also... You know, games do get announced there as well. They've had, like, Death Stranding trailers and, and a bunch of other stuff but before. Uh, so, we're going to do a little bit of... Uh, just a sort of light predictions on um, what could be announced. They've they've said that they're going to do up to 10 new game announcements. And I presume they'll show, like, maybe updates for some games that have already been announced. So, I don't know, any, any sort of number of, of one of those games. Uh, maybe they'll show another Kingdom Hearts trailer. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and there's also a rumour that I want to tie in here of... Uh, there was a listing spotted on, on, on a certain website today. It was, re- it was reported by whatculture.com and by pushsquare.com. That um, Rocksteady Superman game was spotted as a listing on on a particular site. Uh, so, do you think that Rocksteady Superman will be at uh, the Game Awards? Hard to tell. I mean, superhero movies based off of video games, you know, superhero characters into video games are hard enough to do. Yeah. And the biggest problem that it always runs into is that the superheroes are so overpowered that there's no real challenge to that. Uh, that's why the Batman series is always the go-to for making it, because you're a dude in a suit with good tech. Yeah. You're not Superman that's invulnerable to everything except for kryptonite and magic, shoots laser beams out of your eyes, and can fly. I mean, realistically, what hurts you as Superman? Um, yeah. Unless they were doing, like, uh, an Origins thing or doing it, like, while he's still on, you know, maybe his dad while he's still on Krypton. You know, maybe that kind of a story tie-in. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, That might uh, possibly work, but that's, you know, that would anybody really play that game outside of the hardcore uh, comic book fans? That's kind of a limited market there. I don't know. Uh, Obviously, Superman's a big enough, like, character and and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Um, cause I've, I've said to people, if you think of the three, like, most well-known ones, it's got to be Spider-Man, Batman, Superman. Yeah. Uh, to, to me, at least. Um. Now, there have been some rumors from the guys at In Exile. Um, they were the ones that did the original Wasteland series, and that's, there's been rumors that we might get, like, a remaster of Wasteland 1, or maybe a, an update for Wasteland 3 or 4. I can't remember which one it is that's, um... Okay. In Kickstarter, I think it's three in Kickstarter, or maybe we might get you know more data on that. Um, but there, there have been rumors coming out of NXL for that. I could, I could easily see a Wasteland remastered as like an Xbox exclusive now that NXL is owned by Xbox 
yeah. owned by Microsoft, rather. Yeah. Um, I did see a tweet today from Jeff Keighley. He said that there's going to be an Obsidian presentation of some sort. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, are they ready to show something already? I mean, we, we don't know how long they've been developing something for Xbox and how long that stuff's been going on. Uh, but of course, it was only like a couple of weeks ago when that was announced that Microsoft bought them. But um, we, yeah, we but, but we don't know how long they've had something in development for. So yeah, and like I've mentioned before on the podcast, uh, doing something for PC and doing something for Xbox, the coding is very very similar. So if they had something that you know they were just fiddling with in their off time, mm. like sixty-five ish, seventy percent completed, and Microsoft said. Here's a giant pile of money. Get it done. Yeah. X- Xbox exclusive. Boom. That can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited either way. Like, you know, I... I uh, again, we... You know, there's been a lot of talk over the last couple of years about Xbox lack of exclusives and stuff. And obviously it's something that, you know, has has, has stood out. Um, but yeah, I, I do... I'm excited to see more Xbox games, definitely. Um, yeah. So, uh, h- how about you? Yeah, I mean, more games, regardless of the platform, is always good. Yeah, yeah. But if we start seeing some interesting exclusives from all the studios that Microsoft has been gobbling up, uh, that'll just prove the point that they were just playing the long game. I mean, they, they're they not going to be able to catch PS4 with hardware sales. That's no. just not going to happen. No. But they've already set themselves up with how they set their architecture up, how they set their platform up, and with backwards compatibility that there's there's just going to be hardware refreshes every few years. We're not going to actually see another Xbox. It might be Xbox One Z or <laughs> Xbox One Two One Two One Two One Two or something like that. Right. Or they could just use their code names and just run with that. Because I'd love to see like Xbox, uh, you know, Scorpio. You know, was the code name for the One X. Why not just do that? Come up with a cool name and just be that the next hardware refresh. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, I mean, hell, uh, Apple does it with their operating systems on their computers. Yeah, it's not you know Apple, you know Apple ninety five, Apple ninety seven, Apple ninety eight. It's it's Lion and um, I don't know. They, just, they name it after animals. I honestly couldn't tell you what it is right now. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I think I think there's a good chance that Rocksteady is at. Uh, uh, the Game Awards, I almost said E3, uh, at the Game Awards. Um, they, I mean, there's a situation of like, sure, they might be there, but is Superman actually what they're working on, or is that just a rumor, or is, or is it something different? We we don't know that side of things so much. We know Rocksteady is working on something. Uh, I mean, they've said before, like, hey, we weren't, we weren't ready today, we'll be ready soon, we, we've got something exciting to show you. Uh, so they're working on something, we just don't know what it is yet, but a lot of people's bets is uh, is Superman, so... Uh, we'll see. I, I, I'd be. I find it kind of funny if we had like a bat. Or I guess you did do somewhat of a bat family type thing in in the co-op stuff. But I mean, if you switch between like, you know, all of them like Batgirl, Batwoman, Batman, Robin, and Nightwing, and and all them, um, or something like that. I don't know. It it depends what they're working on. But um, yeah, they definitely have their own stories that you could delve into. I mean, yeah, it was obviously enough of a thing to where they brought uh, Batwoman as part of the DC. Uh, tv universe in as you know for their crossover event yeah so they obviously felt there was enough of a story there to actually have that as a focal plot point mm-hmm. yeah uh so yeah, we'll see if they're there um any other predictions of games you kind of want to see maybe uh nothing that hasn't been released yet we're kind of in a nice lull to where everything 
that's out is coming out. Everything right. that's about to come out, we kind of know what it's going to be, mm-hmm. and there aren't really a whole lot of surprises yeah. in terms of like rumors. And weirdly enough, that's when something massive could just come up to you in the face and be like, "Hello." Yeah, yeah. Um, could, what what are the next like big games? We've got Cyberpunk, obviously. We've got like Last of Us, Death Stranding, Halo, Gears Five. Uh, yeah, but is big. No, I'm, I'm just thinking of games that are in development. That um... yeah, Ghost of Tsushima is the only one that I could see coming out soon enough to where we could get a release date at the Game Award. As much as I would love to have Cyberpunk in 2019, I'm not holding my breath on it. Gears Five, maybe for Christmas 2019. Yeah. Um, Halo Six, I'd be shocked if it came out in 2019, just because we've seen so little of it outside of that one announcement at E3, and there's been radio silence since then. Yeah. Most of those are just like teasers, and then we forget about them for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to the kind of funny games cast today, and Tim brought up uh, Crash Team Racing. And you all know that if, even if it was Crash 4 or, like, if it was Crash Team Racing, um, you know I'd be excited about that anyway. So, um, obviously, if they if they bring that out, obviously I'll be very, very excited because that's, you know, Vicarious Visions and stuff. Um, I think it's a bit too early to get a new Spyro game. We, like, just had the remaster come out. Uh, but, you know, Crash was a year ago, so they've had a year to, to do something. Again, it could be the case they show a trailer and it's not out for... Uh, until ne- obviously I'm not expecting it this year, but it could be like it could be announcement like at Game Awards and then more shown off 2019 and then it could come out 2020. I don't know because um, you know how often these days do we have you know a game announcement and it's out without within a year. We usually we tend to sort of have 18 months, two years, maybe three years. You know sometimes even longer for certain other games. So I mean if they like because um, if you guys remember at E3 2016 was when Sean Layden like announced it and then it wasn't till I think it was PSX uh, later that year where they showed like a full actual like trailer for Crash and then it came out the next year so um, yeah, if, if they had an announcement for either Crash 4 or Team Racing at the Game Awards and then like you know full trailer or gameplay um, again I mean yeah that wouldn't have to be on Sony stage would it because it's Activision now that could be wouldn't it be crazy if we saw a, a PlayStation former PlayStation character on the Xbox stage that could happen. That would, I mean, in theory, yeah. that could happen. Yeah. I, I wouldn't really put too much stock it, into it. Maybe. Because um, I can't think of any IP that was that you closely associate with Xbox being on the PlayStation Network. And for all the games, that's kind of Microsoft's thing, is they keep really tight controls on their exclusives. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't think of one that's outside of... Um, Bungie, really, and even then they didn't do anything, you know, Halo related. They just went their own way and made multi-console games. Yeah, but they didn't really have any connection to, you know, the old universe. The only thing that even remotely comes close is in uh, Halo ODST when there's like a banner on the wall hinting at the game Destiny, yeah. and that's really the only thing I can remember. Yeah, um, but no, because like Crash and Spyro and some other games that have come out on the Xbox. Like they could be shown on the Xbox stage, uh, the next Crash and Spyro. So that would that would be pretty crazy. Like two former PlayStation mascots be shown at the Xbox stage, but they're Activision properties now and not PlayStation. So that uh, things things could happen. We don't know. 
You um, never know. Is there any other games you'd like to see, or, or you think you might, we might see announced? Uh, well, as somebody that's really anticipating Cyberpunk 2077, I'd love to see more, mm. but I don't know what else they could show. I mean, yeah. they did almost an hour-long game-in-progress demo as a complete standalone. And that was enough to make me pre-order the game. I mean, it's not going to, they're, they're really not going to show me anything that's going to make me not pre-order the game. Uh, the company itself has enough of a history with The Witcher 3 showing they care enough about a game to make it the, as good as possible. Yeah. Um, I'm, I want to see more just so I can see more, but I understand that that takes time and resources away from the team from actually finishing the game. Uh, maybe a little bit more of Crash Three, of uh, Crackdown Three, rather, because <laughs> I think that's a that's a game that needs to be a big hit for Microsoft. I mean, they yes. haven't had a huge, huge solo hit that wasn't Gears or Halo in a really long time. Yeah, and I can't remember when Crackdown Two came out, but I do know it was a 360 game, so that's at least five years. Yeah. Um. When did Ori so come they, out? Twenty sixteen. Uh, might have been, or in, or in the Black Forest because they got already. Yeah, I mean, next year. yeah, I mean, those were really great games. But when I talking about a, a massive game, I mean a game that's like a triple A AAA studio, triple A developer, right. you know, iconic. And, and really, when you think about it, uh, Crackdown came out as an accident. It was something people bought to get into the Halo Three beta, <laughs> and then they found out, wow, this is a damn good game. Yeah, and then uh, it became kind of iconic and one of those cathartic games where if you just you don't want to care about story. You don't want to care about plot lines. You just need 20 minutes of blowing shit up. Well, throwing Crackdown. Yeah. And then you can just do that. Yeah. And that's kind of what it became known for. So, uh, so games I, I'd kind of like to see, obviously, Crash in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I'd like to see more Dying Light. I'd like to see um, maybe a little bit more of um, Days Gone. Because uh, that, won't, that won't be shown before PlayStation's next thing whatever it is because uh, that, that game comes up before e3 anyway um so maybe something from days gone um what other games do i want to see uh i i doubt you'd see something like trials there but um i'd like to see some more from trials they, they'll put well, ubisoft will probably have one of their like you know youtube video releases uh before that game's out because it comes out in march so that's before e3 as well um, but just like I only need like you know five minutes just to see sort of if it's gone back to the to the good old days with the uh, trials compared to the last game. Um, well, they had a sponsored thing with trials. Um, two of the guys from Rooster Teeth did a uh, let's play in studio for trials, and the reason why they brought two of them in, two of them in is that there's a new uh, component to the game to where it's a tandem, so you can play either online or local co-op with somebody else. Right. And you control the front part of the bike, and the other person controls the back part of the bike. Huh. And so they had like a, a video of that. I watched about five minutes of it. It was interesting, but with trials, if you're not actually moving the controls, it loses a bit of it. So it was fun as like a, a concept to see, okay, this is what they're going to try to innovate with next. But I didn't watch the video past that just because, you know, you're not using the controls, so it's not going to really affect anything. Right, right. Um but no, those, I mean, those are the immediate kind of games I'm I'm looking forward to. So, uh, is there any any others that you want to talk about? No, nothing's really jumping out at me. Cool. Uh, that's what I've got for this week. How about you? Uh, I got a couple of things. Uh, one thing that I was afraid that was going to happen mm. is happening. 
Um, Belgium has now declared uh, paid loot boxes in violation of gambling legislation. So according to a statement from the Belgium Minister of Justice, Cohn Geens, uh, he called the mix of uh, he called loot boxes a mix of quote uh, gambling and uh, gaming, making it dangerous for the mental health of children. Uh, according to the statement from the uh, actual department, uh, loot boxes give random rewards and be and be acquired either through gameplay or by spending real cash. Those that can be bought for real money must now be removed from video games in Belgium. Companies who publish games could be subject to criminal law up to 700,000 pounds in a fine and up to five years in prison for the publisher. Although which person at the company they're actually going to try to throw in jail is not clarified in the statement. Um, the punishment is doubled when minors are involved. So that's scary in that sense of, you know, you leave a loot box mechanic in and it accidentally gets published in Belgium, you're going to jail for five years. Uh, but the more interesting thing from the article, and the article is actually from the BBC's website, uh, the BBC contacted EA Sports Department for a comment, uh, but an unnamed uh, spokesperson uh, told the gaming website... Um, they would welcome a dialogue with Mr. Geens and denied that any of its game could be considering gambling. Uh, the statement was apparently coming from the guy having his head up his own ass because the guy from EA says, we strongly believe that our games are developed and implemented ethically and lawfully around the world and take these responsibilities very seriously. Yeah, I'm going to say Is it, no on that. Did he really? Wow. Yeah. Well, because as soon as you said about um, criminal punishment and, and stuff, I immediately thought, okay, what does this mean for EA? Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, like, I, I can't think of the, the right word to use, but they, they tried to money grab the hell out of um, Battlefront 2. Yeah, I, I, I was... Because I, I, I remember when I, I jumped in for the story and stuff and played that, and that was fine, whatever. And I had I took a look at the multiplayer, and there was just pay to pay stuff just all over the place in that game. So, um, and there was just lots of stories about like, you know, uh, people would try to play with their friends, and because the because the last hero that was left available was one they hadn't unlocked because they hadn't paid for the the thing or or unlocked the character, they got booted out of the game. So like, uh, yeah, EA needs to still have some sort of repercussions for all this but yeah yeah i mean i was up with them saying we would love to have a discussion with mr game because when that kind of a law comes out you absolutely want to talk to that person in charge of that but saying that they make their loot boxes ethically i almost fell on my chair laughing when i read that they took they had the they had them in yeah and then they they took them out because of the initial controversy then they put them yeah, then they took them out for a little while, and then they they were looking at it as like, "Hey, look at us! We did a good thing. We took them out." Then they put them back in. I still don't know if the I are they still in the game, the loot boxes and microtransactions? Because I I don't I don't know because I play so few games anyway that yeah. have that as a mechanic, and I don't play sports games, and I never played the Battlefront two just because that's not a style of game that I play regardless of the loot box. Yeah. So in or not isn't anything that would ever have been on my radar. Mm. 
I just wonder if they're in there like right now. Um, because I, I can't actually remember. I know that they did mm. a recent update where they added the Clone Wars stuff with like Obi Wan and mm-hmm. one of the other characters I can't remember the name of. Um, I'm not sure if that was a free update or w- what the situation was there, but I know they've been updating the game with some other characters and stuff. But um, yeah, the only thing that I remember with loot boxes, which is a game that I would have played, is uh, the Mortar game. And I don't remember if it's Shadow of War or if it's called something out, but they eventually did patch those loot boxes out of the game. Yeah, it was with the second one. Yeah, Yeah, I had long since moved past from playing that game because I played enough of it to know that it was going to take way too long (laughs) and way too much grinding to get past the story part, and I just wasn't interested. It wasn't a bad game mechanically. I mean, it worked great. It was beautiful. Uh, When they did the 4K patch update, it looked even better. Um, but there was just too much grinding for the sake of grinding to have a high enough level to do some stuff, and I just... Other games came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it'd be interesting to see kind of what the reaction is from other companies that have done loot box stuff, like what would Blizzard do, what will Activision do, um, and like you you had the NBA games, they're really bad for loot boxes and stuff. I mean, if you want to keep up to date with... Oh, yeah, oh, with, yeah. Yeah. Um, like if you want to keep up to date with uh, loot box stuff, Jim Jim Sterling is, is your go-to. You'll you'll just have to watch some slightly strange content, but uh, other than that, he knows what he's talking about. So um, yeah, watch strange content. Have you been on the internet before? <laughs> yeah, uh, some people make some more normal stuff, but other people people don't. I'm not judging anybody, but um, yeah, pe- people have their own their own stick or shtick. Is it stick? I've heard it both ways. Yeah, um, but yeah, he he does what he does, so uh, that's that's that as well. Uh, cool. What else do you have to talk about? Well, it's the next article is puts it under the category of why it's harder and harder to be a uh, Bethesda Fallout fan anymore. Uh, you remember a while back when we talked about the deluxe uh, uh, elite uh, collector's edition for Fallout seventy six. It had the giant power armor helmet that came with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, One of the things that it came with was a giant nylon carrying bag to carry the helmet around in case you just didn't want to have, like, a giant helmet coming around. (laughs) Right. Uh, The problem is is that those collector's editions have been shipping, and it's not a nylon bag. It's not a a canvas, you know, heavy-duty bag. It's a very, very cheap-looking nylon bag. Um, okay. And you can see pictures of it online, uh, a number of screen caps from people going back and forth with uh, Bethesda customer support, um, or, you know, showing that you know that's what you get and that's what you get. Even though on Bethesda's gear store, you can buy the uh, you know the edition, they did update the pictures of it on the store to show the nylon bag rather than. Well, actually, they didn't. The, on the, the on the website itself, or Bethesda's website, it still shows the actual canvas bag. But if you go onto Twitter feeds of people not happy with it, you can see pictures of the nylon bag, and the build quality is substantially less. I mean, substantially less. Okay. Uh, one um. one email showed by a Reddit user. Uh, said got a response from Bethesda saying, quote, the bag shown in the media was a prototype and turned out to be too expensive to make. We aren't planning on doing anything about it. And that's where I have the rub. If it was one thing to where they could, you know, I mean, this is a $200, you know, collector's edition. So this is clearly the hardest of the hardcore fans. 
Because it doesn't even come with the game. If you're dropping two hundred bucks on it, I mean, <laughs> it'd be it'd be one thing if it was like a hundred dollars and they switch from canvas to nylon as cost saving. It would still not be acceptable in my terms, but at least more I can understand it. But canvas, while not the cheapest material in the world, is definitely not uh, expensive enough to warrant a cost saving measure. So that's one of those things that all. All Bethesda has been doing recently is pissing their fans off, and it's getting harder and harder for yeah. me to do that. It's like with uh, Fallout 76, it had a patch within the first two days that was actually bigger than the initial file download for the game itself. Mm. Yeah, I heard about that on Sacred Symbols, and I was... Uh, I could actually tell you what I was doing at that exact moment. I was I was going next door to walk the uh, neighbor's dog, and um, I was in literally in the middle of the motion of opening my uh, you know my my front gate, and um, I think it was either Chris or Colin, one of them said like that the patch is bigger than the game, and I like paused for a second as I was like opening the gate, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's um, and he, he, the the strange thing was, yeah, I think it was Chris that that said about it because I, I think Colin said he's gonna stay away from the game, yeah, because I think um. Chris said he he was playing it or something, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, he said that the patch patch is bigger than the game. And as I was thinking, wait, what? Chris said, like, you know, what 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 is it? So we were literally kind of thinking and kind of saying it. I know, I mean, I know he recorded it at a different time, whatever. But it's it's kind of strange that that happened as well. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's strange. But um. <laughs> Yeah, and like I said before, it's not that it, the game can't be made better. They're obviously Bethesda obviously knows that it doesn't have a great sales rate on their game. That's why it was twenty dollars off as a Black Friday sale, even though the, even though the game had only been out like a week and a half. Yeah, and I think Amazon had it like as a Cyber Monday sale for thirty five dollars, which when you have a game almost half off and it's not even a month old, that's not a good sign at all. No. Uh, speaking of Reddit, I should go on Reddit more. I don't know why I don't. I just, you know, we're all lazy in some ways, right? But uh, <laughs> I mean, I go down enough rabbit holes on the internet. I don't mm. need another one. All right. No, I just, I, I've heard that Reddit's a bit more of a better space for like speculation and stuff. I've seen. Some oh good, yeah, there's some. There's some, some good, great like, Reddit. Um, I've seen some good like Walking Dead stuff on there, like people talking about like comic predictions to to the show and and all that sort of thing. So I've seen good bits and pieces. I just, uh, yeah, should go on there more. So. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like uh, you know actual meaningful stuff, yeah. But if you're like a fan of conspiracy theories or things like or you know murder mysteries or whatever, you can go down a serious rabbit hole with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, that's um, yeah. Anything else you want to say about this? I mean, it is pretty bad. So it's one of those things that I've said my piece with it. I'm gonna occasionally keep playing the game until I either. Uh, uh, just finish all the achievements for the quote-unquote story quests, or mm. I launch a nuke. One of the two. That, that's kind of my goal with the game. And then I'm just going to set it aside for three months, let them fix what they need to fix, and then come back in with a fresh experience. Okay, cool. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, the last news article that I had that was interesting, it's why I'm starting to become more and more of a fanboy of CD Projekt Red. Mm. Uh, they had an investor's call a couple of weeks ago, and for those people that don't know, an investor's call is basically like E3, only it's not a big woo-woo, shiny, shiny presentation. It's just basically 
the most important people on in the company talking with the people that have the most influence with the board of directors in terms of stockholders. So it's like the people that are important to the company and the people that swing their money around making things happen. And so investor calls are great if you want to dive deep into what the company's thinking, what the company's doing. Uh, that's when we get some like early leaks for games and whatnot. And it's an eight-page uh, um, transcript of the investor's call. So if you just Google it, you can find it. It's on CD Projekt Red's website. Uh, so you don't have to look that hard. So obviously that's something that they're proud of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is one interaction that I want to highlight. And this is a kind of a Q&A after all the important like financial stuff happens. Uh, a person by the name of Lukas Korsarski, which I know I'm butchering that. And it has here annotated PCAL IB, which I have no idea what that means. But I'm assuming that's either you know, his title or some annotation of uh, where he is with the investors. Anyway, here's his question. Uh, We recently saw that the release of Red Dead Redemption 2 from your competitors. What have you learned by monitoring this event? And have you drawn any lessons from which may benefit Cyberpunk as it regards to fine-tuning the game? With The Witcher 3, the bugs took around three months to patch out after release... Um, which I can remember, and the prevailing views seem to be that Red Dead Redemption 2 was good enough to on the day of release to merit that 97 out of 100 Metacritic score. Do you expect to be able to release Cyberpunk in a good enough state that scores at least a 95, or do you prioritize your release schedule? Which is an excellent question. Because yep. that kind of goes to the core of what we've been talking about with Fallout 76. So Adam Kaczynski, who is the CEO of uh, C Product Red, had this response. A fairly provocative question, isn't it? Without a, doubt, qu- without a doubt, quality is of paramount importance to us. We strive to publish games that as- are as refined as Red Dead 2 and recent Red Star release in general. That game is excellent, by the way. We are rooting for it. Rave reviews, excellent sales. What does that teach us? Well, it teaches us that we need to publish extraordinary games... And that's exactly what we are planning. Gamers, it seems, tend to focus more and more on hit releases. There's only so much time one can devote to video games. And while their gaming community is growing, time itself cannot be stretched. There there is, well, maybe not a surfeit, but a fair deal of good games out there. And playing them consumes a lot of time. So it pays to be among the best. That's how you get a nice fat slice of the cake business-wise, and the same cannot be said for the lower league games. In summary, we are rooting for Rockstar and Red Dead 2, and we're happy to see that excellent games continue to sell well. So what a shocker. You make a high-quality game, and people buy it. (laughs) I would have thunk. I mean, what Einstein came up with this, but all of my snark and sarcasm aside... This is somebody that you want in charge of a gaming company. Somebody yeah, that knows. I like, I like his answer a lot. Yeah, somebody knows you don't have a lot of time, and you don't want to waste that time playing a crap game, yeah. because time is the one resource you cannot get back. We can make money, we can lose money, we can find this, lose it, find it again. Time is finite. We get time, and that's it, and we never get it back. And so this yeah. guy wants to say. Let's just make the best game with highest quality 
and make people glad that they spent their time playing our game. And you saw that with um, Witcher 3 and the expansions. And it always kind of bugged me a little bit that I could never get into the game because I could see the quality, I could see the detail, I could see why everybody loved it so much. For whatever reason, it just never really clicked with me, and Mm. that always kind of bummed me out as a gamer. Yeah. But, you know, if a game doesn't click, then a game doesn't click. But I, this is exactly why CD Projekt Red makes games that everybody loves. Because this is the mentality of the guy in charge. Not let's microtransaction them to death. Not let's get the game out on our schedule and we'll fix it later. Let's make this game good when it comes out. Yeah. No, I, I like it a lot, a lot. And I, um, again, like, we, like I kind of said at the top of the show, or near the top of the show, um, like, yeah, if so, if something does well or people enjoy something for a certain reason and you can, like, m- maybe there's two different types of situations. There's one where, like, you don't quite get the praise a game gets, but you let other people enjoy it. And there's one where, like, um, you know, you, you just don't click with it or something, but you see the, the way other people enjoy it. Like, with, um, example for me is, like, Super Mario Odyssey. I said it was overrated. I could see why people would like it. I enjoyed it. It was good. But I've just played what I feel is better games in the same genre, such as Crash Bandicoot. But when I look at Super Mario Odyssey and I see the, what people say about that game and the things that they think are good, I somewhat like agree with some of the things, but then I say, hey, yeah, I agree with that, that was really good, but I just think that this game maybe does it better, in my opinion. They could, you know, have the different opinion and stuff. Um, but I like how he's saying a similar thing to with, uh, well not similar to my Mario thing, but like with Red Dead, he's seen the success of the game and how it's done really well, you know, obviously the big Rockstar game of the year, uh, or for this year at least, um, and how we said like, hey, they're doing some really good stuff, 97 Metacritic, all that, we want to like, not necessarily match it, but do as best as we can with the time we have and uh, try and do at least somewhat as good as, good as what they're doing. So I, I liked what he said, so... Yeah, and this is after the initial sales for Red Dead 2 came out, and they yeah. see that 17 million units over the course of a week and a half. That is a massive number to put up. It is, yeah. That'd be like, um, that'd be like if uh, uh, Manchester United scored 20 goals on somebody. I mean, that's just an <laughs> insane number. Yeah. I don't even know if a, if a game has ever gone into 10 goals that wasn't a video game. I'm sure there's been one at some point, but it's just so rare that it you know you don't even think about it. We've won eight uh, two before. That was quite fun. Yeah, yeah. But still, it, I mean that that's such an anomaly to get that high of a number. Mm. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, back to the original point, you know, that, that's obviously why the investor was asking about Red Dead. You know, that you see the high quality of the score. And then you see these giant piles of money getting thrown at that company <laughs> that has already been making giant piles of money in the fact that GTA V is still in the top 10 sales of games. And all you can think of is like, it's like when Minecraft makes it into the top 10. Who the hell hasn't bought Minecraft? <laughs> or are they just rebuying it for a new platform? Maybe. You know, yeah, they, got yeah. their, they got their kid a Switch. Okay, buy Minecraft again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, it's in the vein of... Uh, epic games that they you know abandoned their uh four-player multiplayer fortnite game instead of you know in in terms of the the progress in terms of their battle royale and all of a sudden they're making 300 million dollars a year for for skins (laughs) yeah uh yeah it's, it's an interesting little industry that we uh cover and i guess enjoy as well 
Um, cool. Yeah, I mean, we're both looking forward to Cyberpunk a lot. Uh, we have no idea when it's coming out, but um, yeah, should be should be a very very good, cool game. I I saw um I think it was on on Game Informer uh, last week's podcast. Somebody asked something about Cyberpunk, and they said that with um you know obviously Red Dead being the massive massive success it it is, and them having a third and first 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 and um, third person view, would Cyberpunk maybe at some point in their development decide to put the third person view in? Do you think they might decide to do that? Hard telling. That would yeah. kind of depend on where they want to go with their tech, because it's not like they got bought by Microsoft and they have you know an infinite budget to deal with. I mean, they've got their game, they've got what they want to accomplish in it, and obviously, when you get that kind of a statement from the CEO, they want that to be as near perfect as you can get. Yeah. Um, and so if they they might fiddle with it to see if they can make it work, and if they can't make it work, then they say. Just don't put it in. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. I mean, it's not like the first person's genre has gone away anywhere. No. Um, I mean, we still get our COD blops and we still get our battlefields. And, uh, you know, obviously they do really, really well. But that's more of an established franchise just bringing out the next version of the game. You know, yeah. this is something completely new for CD Projekt Red. At least in terms of that kind of a pacing that they're going to have, because The Witcher, uh, you know, it would get actiony at times, but let's face it, it was a slower pace, especially when you weren't, you know, in combat. Yeah. You know, you're just traveling around, you know, maybe questing for an item to get for for the quest. Uh, I mean, co- I, combat's obviously combat that's going to be fast and intense, but it wasn't twenty four seven like a Call of Duty or a Battlefield is, to where you're always running, gunning. Right, yeah, run around the corner, shoot someone, and, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Cyberpunk, we're looking forward to it um, in 20-something. Yeah, uh, cool, so that's all the stuff you said that you had for this week? Yeah, that's all I had, the stuff that I had for this week. I mean, it's a short week, and I'm on the road, so... Yeah, that, that's fine, we still have plenty of things to talk about. Uh, we do have one email to finish on this week, Ben... Uh, writes in which you can also do Matthew at Entertainment Talk dot uh, org, Twitter at eTalkUK. There's the Facebook group in the Facebook page. Uh, there's also an email form you can fill out on the posts for the website. For, for the for the website, uh, you can put in your email and your comment in there. That's also on the contact page as well. Obviously, uh, he says, "What game are you thinking of giving another try?" He says, "I'm thinking of Overwatch." Um, he doesn't say specifically if, like, another multiplayer game has, has taken his time, or if, like, maybe he's planning, uh, to play some Smash, or maybe if Fallout 76 has taken up his time, or Fortnite, or COD, or whatever the situation. Uh, but yeah, you, we, we kind of mentioned a little bit in this podcast games that we, uh, were sort of thinking about in that way. I, I mentioned, um, what was it, Bioshock, and how it hadn't clicked with me before, and I wanted to sort of give it another try. You mentioned, like, Witcher and, and some other stuff. Um, but is there any, um, how, how many thought times do you, do you tend to do that? Like if a game doesn't click for you and maybe a year goes by or a year and a half and you think like, Hey, I'll just, I'll give that thing another try. Do you tend to do that? Uh, yeah, much? I've done that for time to time. Uh, let me give you, what's the guy's name? I couldn't hear you. Ben. Ben. Yeah. Uh, let me give you some quick advice on Overwatch, Ben. Uh, play a little bit of it just to get the, the speed and the mechanics down and then find either a friend or somebody that you know that is really good with it. 
and have them basically coach you because Overwatch, and I've been learning this kind of the hardish way. Right. Overwatch is one of those; it's a team-based game, which yeah. is you know, should go without saying. But so many people that just play in the random pickup games care nothing about team and teamwork. They're just kind of either screwing around with a new character on their alt account, or they don't really know how to play. And that game can get really, really fun if you can learn strategies from somebody that is uh, much, much better at the game. Yeah. Like I've mentioned a few times on the podcast, my friend Donald, uh, they were doing a scrimmage match last night, and they're doing one again tonight, but by the time this is posted, it'll all be gone. But you can always look at his you know, VOD streams. Uh, he yeah. has 186 hours of comp time just on Moira. Oh, so. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah. why he's a diamond level player, and he's actually so good that he's dragging his team up a tier when they're not ready to be up a tier in comp. Um, but I, I love watching his streams because when he gets a chance, especially when they're doing like the, the one on uh, today, which is the 28th, and the one yesterday, which is the 27th, those were scrimmage matches. So they were bringing in not as good players and basically doing live coaching. And so that would that would be my suggestion to you with Overwatch. I mean, find a character that kind of fits your play style. If you're like a running and smash anything, or you're a hang back and shoot, or hang back and heal, find a character that not everybody is playing, or that just kind of appeals to you on whatever level, and then try to find either a friend, a coworker, or somebody that's on your friends list that plays a lot of it to give you some pointers. And I guarantee you, you'll have a better time with that. Mm-hmm. My advice would. Would be, um, I think the first thing I'd say is definitely try and find a, uh, one of the characters that you feel you work best with. Like if if um, I don't know, because there's so many different characters now. There's what twenty, I don't know how many there's twenty seven, twenty eight maybe. They they just mm-hmm. added um, Ash as well, who's not available on on comp yet, unfortunately. Um, find a definitely find a character who suits you best because they're all wildly different. Like. You know, Ash is obviously very, very different to someone like Reinhardt or something, and May is very different to someone like uh, uh, Mercy or something. Um, that, mm-hmm. might, that one might be a bad example, but yeah, they're, they're all very, very different. Obviously, like you know, if you if you're not going to go for a healer type character, then don't pick one. Or if you, it, it depends what your main goal is and what you what sort of role you want to play in Overwatch as well. Uh, and yeah, like I said, there's there's a lot of different characters. Um, so I'd say one of the first things to do would would to be that. Um, and then try and yeah, to just sort of like go from there. Um, yeah, is there any is there any games you're currently considering like giving another try? At, at some point, I'll probably give Red Dead One another try, just okay. because I did buy it when it was on like when they first did the backwards compatibility. They had it on a sale for just the basic version yeah. for five bucks, and I'll give any game a try for five bucks. <laughs> And at some point, you know, I'll try it again because um, I do want to kind of get at least enough into the story to where I want to have about 20 hours played of it. Mm-hmm. I honestly forget why I stopped playing it, but I've got kind of a lull right now. I do. I want to. Well, not a lull. I mean, I've got uh, the two games on the PS4 <laughs> yeah, that I'm going to get through. The, of the games you got for Black Friday. So, yeah. 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 So um, what was it? Got you know, on Horizon, you said? It was and Horizon, God of War, and I already had Last of Us Remastered. So there's oh, three yeah. games that yeah. I want to put at least 10 hours into. Mm-hmm. Um, but as much improved as the, the PS4 controller is, it the, it's just the muscle memory. I mean, I've just, ever since the, um, the 360, they had the S controller. 
since then it's kept that same basic form factor. And so I've just got too much muscle memory that I'm trying to fight playing those games. And also that's the hardest part because I keep pressing uh, the button that I think is X and it's not X because it's a different X is a different position on the 360 control on the on the Xbox controller versus yeah. the PlayStation controller. And that's just screwing my world up. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, X on the Switch is at the top, Xbox, X on uh, PlayStation is at the bottom, and X on Xbox is on the left. So, yep. yeah, and then A and B are swapped over on the Switch, and X and Y are swapped over on the Switch from the Xbox. Of course, with PlayStation, it's circle and square and triangle and X, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, do you think you'll ever give Witcher 3 another try? Uh, I might give it another try but you know by then it's going to be so far removed that you know we'll see okay cool um but i would say kingdom hearts but i think i'm just going to jump into three i think i i I explained this a couple of weeks ago that they like the story is already apparently quite convoluted and they're gonna do like a uh, previously on kingdom hearts type thing so i'm gonna sort of rely on that a bit and then just try and enjoy the disney characters and the combat and uh, uh go from there if you're a kingdom hearts like fan because i know there's a bunch of you out there if you think that that's a bad idea and you think i should do something else obviously do let me know and i will uh listen to your advice because i'll obviously trust you because there's a lot of there's a lot of long time um kingdom hearts fans out there and i'm sure that they know what i should do so um yeah i mean yeah Bio- <coughs> bioshock i'll see what that's like i just found the game to be a bit just just weird there were so many different controls and i felt like they just sort of threw a lot at you at the start and i don't know I, it, it just didn't work for me but i want to give it another try because people keep saying it's it's really good so uh in terms of some other stuff i mean all the games that i mentioned in my list earlier aren't like go back and try them games apart from bioshock um and sort so with the harry potter ones but that's not a go back and try because i haven't started it yet but with all the others that's like new play uh sessions and stuff so uh, cool. All right. Thanks, Ben, for your email. Yes, again, Matthew Entertainment Talk dot org, Twitter at eTalk UK, Facebook group and page, and uh, email form on the posts and on the contact page as well. So you can ch- use those for getting in contact. Uh, but that's it for this week's uh, podcast. Uh, the the game worlds are on the Thursday, aren't they? Is it next? It's uh, December sixth, but I forget exactly yeah, what day that the calendar is. Earlier, it's uh, it's a Thursday. I don't think it's next. Next Thursday? No, it's Thursday. Actually, it would be next Thursday because oh, today's well. the twenty eighth. Yeah. So that'll be a week from tomorrow. Cool. Um. So I think what we might do instead, because it it probably won't be on until two o'clock in the morning in the UK. So, uh, I think the week after we'll probably have our game awards discussion stuff because you know how 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 else are we supposed to do a podcast if it's that late? So. Um, yeah, well, uh, we'll probably do that next week, and I know a lot of podcasts do theirs earlier than, than Thursday, so they'll, they, we won't be the only ones that will be a little bit late to that, but, uh, not necessarily late, so, uh, but anyway, we'll see you guys, uh, yeah, on the next show and everything like that, uh, but if you'd like to support what we're doing here, patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, that's where you can go and redeem rewards for reviews of your choice, uh, Amazon affiliate link, um, I think Cyber Monday or something is still going on through Amazon. On Amazon or something like that, because uh, Black Friday's finished, isn't it? I, but I think they have some sort of Cyber Monday or, or something like that. They actually have a a, a week for Cyber Monday. I mean, cool. they're calling it Cyber Monday still, but the the sales go on all week. So cool. Uh, but if you'd like to use that to either treat yourself or to get Christmas presents or 
any other reasons you buy stuff on Amazon. Um, uh, you can use our Amazon affiliate link. That's where we get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So that's a good way to support us as well. iTunes, please do rate, review, and subscribe to the feeds that you're using. You might not use all of them because you might not watch all the shows that we cover. But uh, the ones that you do use, please do rate, review, and subscribe. That will help us get shown in the charts. Word of mouth, please tell your friends, family, people that you know uh, about the website and the iTunes feeds and the Spotify feeds uh, and they can come and discover the content for themselves as well. Uh, traffic's been good last couple of weeks, it's gone back up again um, and I am still continuing to put the old podcasts on the uh, feeds. That's been kind of oddly sort of fun to do. I don't know, it's just very satisfying to, to sort of go in there, put the, the uh, audio in and it's quite sort of quick-ish to do. It, it depends what the podcast is and how long it takes to upload. But uh, it's quite nice sort of when I finish doing that to go and just check all the feeds and see all the, all the old episodes. Uh, but I'm up to sort of like February or no April uh, 2017. So that's like 24 Legacy was going on. Walking Dead Season 7 had just finished. And uh, some other stuff was happening. Um, yeah, I th- I'm about to start doing the, the Game of Thrones ones. So um, the, the actual individual feed for Game of Thrones is up to date. That's got all the podcasts in there. But I've just got to put them on the uh, the website posts and in the new Entertainment Talk feed as well. Uh, but that's roughly where I'm in the in the uh, calendar for that as well. Um, what else does I talk about? Oh yeah, uh, video game streaming. We do that as well. Uh, Robert's got one on Mixer. Me and David have got ones on uh, Twitch as well. So um, you can check us out playing playing different video games and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, thank you all very much for listening, and we will see you next time for whatever we have to talk about next week. So because we don't know what the news will be yet, but we'll let you know next week. Thank you all very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.